0: It is Tuesday, June 6th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Ploof joining us from the Tampa St. Pete area where he is getting ready to call the Twins Rays Series, which kicks off tonight. You're in the booth the whole time, aren't you?
1: I am. I'll be in the booth uh, second inning through the eighth. I have a few on-field responsibilities. Uh, hopefully, we get a few post-game interviews on the field. That means the Twins win uh but yeah i'm excited it's it's gonna be a fun series and tampa's been the best team in baseball all year this year and it's a it's a nice test for the twins
0: okay make sure you go give glass now a big hug for us from the rose rotation and tell him i'll see him next week in san diego he doesn't know that yet but i'm trying to work that out okay
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna try to give him a hug i don't know if he's gonna let me hug him but i'll go i'm just gonna go up there for the hug and we'll see what happens yeah
0: Go scale that mountain, that six foot eight tall drink of water. Go I know my my
1: it. my head's going to be right in his ab muscles.
0: Hey, uh, I think I'm going to start something new before we do our five topics. I want to do a tip of the cap every day. And that means to a guy that maybe it didn't fit into our show editorially or we didn't have time for it. And so that will go to Andrew Abbott of the Cincinnati Reds. He's their top pitching prospect, made his major league debut. According to Optus Stats last night, First left-hander in the modern era to make his MLB debut, toss at least six innings of shutout ball with at least six strikeouts and no more than one hit allowed. Good job by him against the Milwaukee Brewers as they salvage a series, snap a losing streak. He did a great job. Did have the four walks, but still look great. So tip of the cap to you, young man. I am wearing the cap of the Miami Marlins, and for good reason, they are not only in contention, they have the hottest hitter in all of baseball Two days after collecting five hits, Louisa Rise tacks on three more in a series opening win against Kansas City. Marlon's second baseman now hitting 399. Uh Ryan Spader, who's been out there in the baseball space for years on Twitter, put out some more interesting stats yesterday. Showed through 445 career games, a Rise's slash line against Tony Gwynn and Pete Rose. He dwarfs Rose. But he's actually better than Tony Gwynn, his slash line. So is Arise this generation's Tony Gwynn?
1: At first glance, this question, I was like, absolutely not. Look at what Tony Gwynn has done in his career, how long he did it. I was about to say, look, nice start to the career of Luis Arise. And, you know, you have about, I don't know, 15 more years of exceptional ball to play to be kind of considered Tony Gwynn. But then I remembered the question. This generation's Tony Gwynn. I don't know what generation you're talking about, uh, but I'll say in today's game, I think he might be today's game's 20, Tony Gwynn, if that makes sense. I mean, what he's able to do when he, he was hitting 400, then he got down to the 380s. And a lot of people said, Oh, he's, he's never going to have a chance to hit 400 again. It takes so long to get back up there. Well, guess what, guys? He's back at 399 doing it. Uh, and in today's game, where the batting average has dropped you know every single year, I think it might be up this year, but you know in the last decade or so, it's dropped every single year. Uh, he is the Tony Gwynn, the bat-to-ball guy, the guy that can find the holes, the guy that can do it all. You could say Bo Bichette um, has led the league in hits uh, the last two years, and you'd be right about that. Uh, but hits per game, I believe, uh, or a rise has him in that. So I'm not saying he is the next coming of Tony Gwynn because I think Tony stands in a category kind of by himself in that regard. But this generation where we value slug more than anything, um, I'd say, sure, like if this is if you're saying he's the guy that's going to be the best bat to ball guy and kind of like a, a magician, if you will, uh, with the bat. I will say that. And I also want to note. Not only is he just getting hits, Chris, uh, he leads the league in OPS plus right now. So how about that?
0: Mm. Um. So I'm old enough to have seen Tony Gwynn's first and last at bat in the major leagues. And he was phenomenal. He was really one of my favorite players to watch. I, he just looked like an artist out there with a paintbrush. He could put it in that 5-5 five, five hole whenever he wanted. Uh, Pitchers just didn't know what to do with him. I don't know if he would have been as valued in today's game as he was in the 80s and 90s. Um, That's a different discussion, in my opinion. Gwynn won his first batting title at age 24. He then won four. That started a run of winning four in six years. That's pretty damn awesome. So if Luis Arise won one last year at age 25 and ends up being the first guy in the modern era to win it consecutively in different leagues, it'll be a tip of the cap to him. I don't know if he's going to go on a run like we saw and win four of the next six crowns, but it's possible the way he controls the strike zone, the way he makes pitchers work.
1: It's similar. Well, who's going to compete with them in that regard? That's kind of where we're at now. Like who's, a, who's a guy that can hit three thirty consistently?
0: I mean, Freddie Freeman.
1: Yes. Altuve, has a, lot a of chance. Guys. Altuve has a chance, although he doesn't, yeah, he, I mean he's not gonna he's not gonna be up there an average like that. He's a bat to ball type right. of guy, but he doesn't walk enough. I guess there's a rise. What's his walk rate? I didn't I didn't even look that up. Yeah, I
0: don't think it's I don't think it's great. It's not great. Here's yeah. so there was uh, Sarah Langs posted and and we hope you know Sarah was in the news so much this weekend and we send her our best. Uh highest batting average in a team's first sixty one games. This is of qualified hitters in the expansion era. There's some damn good names ahead of him. Chipper Mm -hmm. hit 418 in 2008. What do you think he finished at that year? In
1: 2000, what did you say? Eight. Eight. Chipper,
0: 330. Wow, no, way better than that. 364. Uh, Larry Walker was hitting over 400. Paul O'Neill in 94. Rod Carew in 83. Tony Gwynn in 97 the point is is that none of these guys came close to 400 and it's not going to happen for a i would love it it's not going to happen
1: okay i mean you're what? most likely not going to happen but don't don't give them a zero percent chance here bro what's oh jeez what's your what's your statistical chance your percentage wise do you give them 10 less than
0: less than one percent
1: okay you didn't even answer the Less question. You didn't answer your own question. So now I'm upset with. I you. did answer it. Your, it. I did answer is, did it.
0: I said. I said his bat to ball skills makes him the closest thing to Tony Gwynn. Obviously, it is I, a rise you know,
1: this generation's Gwynn. Answer the question: Yes or he's no? Starting.
0: Yes. Yes or no? Started as it. I can't answer it because I have to answer the question in six years.
1: What would you do if I said that? I answered the question. I said yes. He is this generation. Did a great Tony job Gwynn. of it. Thank I like you.
0: to hear your answers because you're a smarter baseball guy than I am. So I like to hear it. Right. Um, okay, I'm going to set his season over-under average total at 379.
1: That's a, good, that's a good over-under. Um, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Let's go. Give me. I, I'm going to get some pl- uh, some positive odds on that number, so I'll take the over. I want to see it happen.
0: Yeah, you would. I'll take the under, but only because I'll be the curmudge Grinch or whatever just to yeah. go opposite of you but I'm rooting for him uh I love it Brady's got him on his fantasy team so I really root for him hard okay. um unfortunately everybody in an Astros uniform looked like Luis Arise or Tony Gwynn or whatever outstanding hitter last night I'm saying unfortunately if you're a Toronto Blue Jays fan I don't care who won the game uh Alec Manoa recorded one out got booed off the mound his ERA is over six remember he was a Cy Young finalist a year ago got lit up by the world champs. Do the pitching thin Jays give Manoa a breather, put him on the Phantom IL, demote him to the minors, or do they let him make his next turn? Because John Schneider was asked afterward about it. He said, well, we'll see. But we think he will.
1: I think they end up letting him pitch through it only because there's not a lot of pitching depth to replace him. In other organizations, I would call for a phantom IL. We just who did we just talk about that with? Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard. Now the Dodgers have depth that they can call upon. Uh, the Blue Jays seemingly don't really have it right now. They no. have Gospin, they have Bassett, they have Barrios, and then you can throw Kikuchi in there. So you have four starters, and then everyone behind that is hasn't really performed in AAA or is hurt. Um, so I think that they're gonna have to let him get out there and figure it out in the big leagues. I don't think it's the best case scenario for a guy, but there needs to be a talk. Like, sit down, let's figure some things out. There needs to be, and I'm not saying that this isn't happening already, but Manoa yeah. needs to, you know, take a big look in the mirror and say, okay, well, if I'm not doing this right, like let's try to figure something out, whether that's a mechanical adjustment, they need to pour over some video. Um it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how they handle it, but I think it's the lack of depth is going to force them to just keep him in the rotation and see if he can figure things out. I mean, he has the track record last couple of years uh, of being able to, you know, obviously throw the ball extremely well. Uh, so I, it's got it's. I know the pitch clock has uh, had some effect on him. Uh, it's got to be something mechanical as well. So like, it's just about figuring out what that is. Throwing a, full bull, throwing a few bullpens, trying to figure some things out, but I don't think they have any other chance but to keep them in the rotation right now.
0: So you talked about their lack of depth. Uh, they've got two guys, Zach Thompson, Casey Lawrence, neither of whom have pitched well in the minors on their 40-man. Anybody else that they have to dig deeper into the uh, organization with or organization with up in Toronto, eh? they would have to make space on the 40-man for them. So you're kind of in a little bit of a roster crunch too if you don't want to lose a guy. Um, I, I don't know. Some of the quotes I read last night were mind-numbing. Like he said, Manoa said, there were things I wanted to work on in the game, but I wasn't in the game long enough to work on them. That's flat-out bizarre. And if this was a one-off, nobody would care. But this has become a consistent pattern, yeah. right? He's lost seven straight decisions in four of his last five outings he hasn't thrown a pitch past the fourth inning he is putting a real strain on this team and you talked about how he's got a track record it's more than that Luke since he came up he has been one of the best starting pitchers in baseball this is I can't remember the last time a guy fell off a cliff like this
1: yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't either. He's had, I think, two good starts this year where he went seven innings, no earned runs. The rest of them have been not quality starts. You mentioned all the recent starts that he's had have been poor. It's, I get it. And this is a perfect instance of a Phantom IL. Like, let's figure some things out. But I just don't think yeah. they have it in them. I mean, this is on the flip side to that. We're in a tight, al east race we're in a, i mean the al has a lot of teams that are going to be vying for playoff positions and you know the blue jays want to be one of those teams they are one of those teams so like they don't they also don't have a lot of time for him to just like figure it out you can't be throwing a guy out there every five days That's going to blow your bullpen up not to mention not give you a chance to win the game so it's it's not just him pitching poorly and, and them not being really in the game it's what does it do to your bullpen you know well, so it's
0: okay so but let's play this out Let's say they bring up one of these guys, Thompson or Lawrence, and he gives them four innings a start, which is what Manoa has basically been doing over the last month, it feels like. At least if you do that and you put Manoa on the injured list and you let him work his stuff out, because I think it's more than I just yeah. you know, I just watched uh, Al Leiter do a little bit of a segment on Manoa, and he thinks that it's mental. Yeah. He thinks that it and Boy, oh boy, there is not a worse place to be than in the middle of a diamond. At least the guys I've talked to, obviously I didn't experience it, but the pitchers I've talked to say there is no lonelier feeling on this planet than not knowing what the fuck you're doing and you're out there. If you're in a slump when you play third base, it must suck, but no, not all eyes are focused on you when you're out there, right?
1: It seems like they are, but no, you're right. I, I I think I think you kind of have maybe figured the situation out. I mean, I I guess I should have thought of that as well. If you do bring one of these guys up and you do phantom IL Manoa, it's not like they're gonna give you much worse of an outing and who, right. and who knows, maybe they get a little, you know, uh, a little bolt and they and they pitch well for you and, and they, they help you out. Um I could see that happening. So like I said, I think a Phantom IL thing is the best case scenario for No, Let him reset. Let him figure some things out. Let him throw some full you 50-60 know, pitch bullpens to, to really work on what he needs to work on. You can't really do that in between starts. So if you just say, hey, here's your two weeks. Let's throw some good bullpens. Let's pour over the data. Let's pour over some video and try to figure some things out. Um, if you do that, I think that would be probably the best route for them uh, because you need this guy, and you don't necessarily need him right now. Like you, need, you'd want him healthy all mm-hmm. season, but like let's get this guy right for end of August and September. That's the most important yeah. part of the baseball season. I know you don't want to say I, that, but it is.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't. You got to have this thing figured out by the end of the All Star Break, is what I would say. Give me this in ten seconds. Why Phantom IL as opposed to being sent down? Is it because of the eyes that are on you?
1: Well, because if you're on the Phantom IL, you don't have to pitch in a game. You can really just work on your craft. He said he wants to work on things. Well, you don't want to work on things, yeah, as okay. haters are taking really aggressive swings against you. Now, would he do – would he go on the Phantom IL and then make a rehab start? Sure. But I think for the, for the first couple outings or, like, times back on a mound, let's just get him in the bullpen. Let's just get, okay. uh, like, a heavy bullpen day.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I will say this. There are some people who are enjoying this because Alec Manoa is a big personality and some things he said, some things he's done on the field. I'm one of those guys that I love his personality. I love guys that are a little bit different than the norm. Um, I am rooting for him to get back to the level that he was at the last year and a half. I enjoy watching him pitch. I think he's really good for the game. And um, I I know some people are kind of savoring this moment. That's Fine, You're entitled to whatever opinion you want. That's not that's I loser
1: say stuff, bro. When you're like happy someone else is doing poorly, that's loser stuff. No well, they'll say, "Well, look, all people. the
0: shit he said about Garrett Cole, which I think was kind of in jest, by the way. I don't think that was a serious thing. The whole he's the biggest cheater. He did it on a podcast with a smirk on his face. The this, this stuff with Alex Verdugo. Some people had a problem with that. The back and forth. What, whatever. I mean, you're allowed. Like I said, you're allowed to sit wherever you want. I just don't sit there. Um, today's episode of baseball today is sponsored by these guys at Shady Rays. We want you to take on the sun this summer with gear that is built to last our friends at Shady Rays. They have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. In fact, Shady Rays offers a world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair on the market, durable frames, extremely clear optics, ploof looks so hot, even though I'm wearing my shades inside. That's not all Shady Rays has the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of these babies is backed by lost and broken replacements. What does that mean? It means if you lose or you break a pair, even on day one of ownership, they will send a pair immediately to your door. You pick up the phone, you go, "I broke my pair of Shady Rays." They go, "Mr. Rose, that's fine. We have your address on file. They'll be there in no time." Well, don't you want to hear what happened? No, no. We just want you to be I happy. I know what happened to those. How I know what happened to those
1: shades. I know you sat on but, them with that what? big old butt of yours.
0: That's right. My juicy, luscious got all over. Shady Rays, by the way, has a Memorial Day sale that is live right now. You're like, didn't we just have Memorial Day? Yes, but the sale continues. ShadyRays.com, you get 35% all of the sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by more than a quarter of a million people. Save 35% ShadyRays.com. Go do it today. We continue on a couple of big pitching announcements on Monday. Which one was bigger in your eyes? That Jacob Degrom got transferred to the sixty-day IL by the Texas Rangers, or that Mike Soroka got sent down by the Braves after just two starts?
1: I struggled with this question because to me, like neither of them are that like surprising. Uh, the Braves <clears throat> look they <clears throat> they're in win now mode, and and Soroka didn't really give them great efforts in his two starts. Uh, and then with the Grom, it's like, man, we kind of as bad as it sounds, you kind of start to expect stuff like this a little bit. So I'll say the bigger announcement is probably with the Braves because, you know, they, everybody needs like starters, but they have a, like a 20 year old kid. Smith, is it Smith shover or Smith shover?
0: Oh yeah. I saw him. Yeah. They have him waiting in the wings.
1: So, like, you know, he's been in the bullpen. He's made some a couple appearances, looks really good. He had a really nice year in the minor leagues. I don't think he went from uh high A, double A to AAA all already. It's only in June. So uh I think that's curious. Like, are they, they're gonna give this guy a chance to to start some games here? I mean, I don't think they've announced it yet, but that seems like the logical path for them. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, I think that's bigger news. You're gonna get a 20-year-old guy getting thrown into you know what seemingly is gonna be one of the better teams. Uh, in baseball going to have to deal with a lot of pressure of being on a team like that, but apparently he's ready. So I think that's the bigger story. And then also I think the fact that the Rangers are in the position they're in without really having Jacob Degrom this year is also like a big story. So, I mean, to me, they're both kind of on, on the same page, but I will say I'll go with the Braves because I want to see what this young kid could do. I hope Soroka's Soroka can figure it out in the minor leagues and, you know, be a contributor at some point, uh, in the big leagues, but I'm excited for the young kid as well.
0: I think the big part of of that part of the equation is that the, I think the Braves are going to make a trade for a starting pitcher. Max Fried just got moved to the 60-day injury list as well. We don't know when he's going to come back. Um, so we talked about it. They've got, they basically got three guys right now, Strider, Morton, and Elder. And then the last two has been just kind of a rotating, whirling yeah. dervish back there. And so they've tried all sorts of different combinations and they know come playoff time that they're going to need a fourth solid arm in some sort of um, some sort of role. So that's what I think. The DeGrom stuff is really interesting because Chris Young, their GM, came out and he said, remain calm. This is not a setback. This is not a setback. Which to me means it's a setback. Because he says they're sending him back for an MRI. It sucks. I love watching Jacob DeGrom pitch. And I have no idea when the next time we're going to see him pitch. This team has been so damn good. So good. Another exciting walk-off win last night against the Cardinals. And they've gotten virtually nothing from their nearly $200 million
1: arm. I don't. It's interesting because usually I would say, hey, look, they're just planning for the future of this season. They want DeGrom to be 100% healthy come playoff time, come that run in September. But I don't know. I don't know if that's the case here. I I think it's more just like, hey, this guy's been pretty injury prone and we're just trying to figure things out. So I wish him the best. I obviously, if they get him a healthy Degrom back, and what they've been Ooh. able to do with the rest of their staff and their offense, like it's going to be, it's going to be trouble for a lot of these, you know, AOS teams, even these AL teams, to face them in a series. The way they're swinging the bat, and if you have Degrom and the way Eovaldi's pitched and the way John Gray is pitched, I mean, it's going to be tough for any team.
0: I God, I hate to do this. I will set an over/under oh, at God. six and a half more starts for Degrom this year.
1: Sixty-day IL puts him back when?
0: I mean, he can't come off of this thing until the end of June. That is the earliest. He just started throwing sliders and curveballs, sli- sliders and changeups, Sorry, that's what I read.
1: Would you put a seven and six and a half? Yeah, over. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for I it. I hope you're right. I'm comes so back worried. in July. After the after after the All-Star break, he comes back in July. He makes a start then, maybe two starts. And then you got August I, and September to so make three starts apiece.
0: Here's the problem. when Let's Four say starts? he does come back in late July or August. You're not going to be sitting there watching every start like, oh, man, can he make it through the fourth? You, we've all been conditioned as baseball fans to think that way with him sucks all right we got to move on okay God dang it by the way i feel terribly for soroka 34 month absence two surgeries three surgeries whatever it was Achilles, have this come back hang in there dude uh pirates come back against the oakland a's when they're six straight and yes check your standings the buckos are in first place on june 6th Are you ready to say Pittsburgh's going to be in this thing the entire year, or do you still
1: need more time? I mean, they're going to be in it the entire year. And, like, I don't know if that's, I'm happy the way they started out. Okay. I think they started out 20 and seven, then they went like six and 19 or something like that. Now they played, they had a nice series here. Uh, they're going to be in it the entire time because that no one's running away with that division. Just the same way that the guardians are going to be at the entire year and possibly even the white Sox the entire year in the AL central because nobody's running away with that division. So I think that's what it is. They have some, some guys performing well for them, obviously um, you know, Keller has been great in their starting rotation and a couple other guys have stepped up. Their bullpen's been pretty dang good. I think Bednar pitched three consecutive games. You got three yeah. consecutive saves. That's their bullpen's been a bright spot for them most of the season. Uh, you know, Key Brian Hayes has started to heat up a little bit. So I think there are guys playing well. I don't want to take anything away from this team. But I will say – I'll answer your question. Yeah, I think they are going to be in the race for the NL Central. But I think it's mostly because it's going to be a – for lack of a better term, a mid-division.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Listen, Pittsburgh fans will take this. The, since 2017, they have finished fourth, fourth, fifth, 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 and fourth in the division. They don't give a shit whether or not they win a quote unquote legitimate division race or not. Yeah. They just don't care. You just have to be the prettiest person at the dance, even if the dance is full of ugly people. That's fine. It's all that matters. Well, okay. I was, I, I finished top three in the ugly dance competition, so I know something about that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll be there. And shout out to my guy, Hedgie, last night. Got Ruiz. Everybody in the stadium knew he was going in the ninth inning to try and tie that game up. Hedgie threw a dart. Great tag. Got the major league base stolen, major league stolen base leader. That was awesome. Go Pirates. Ch-
1: yeah, McCutcheon too. I always got to mention McCutcheon. It's not just a, a farewell tour for oh, McCutcheon. Yeah. He's back.
0: He is back. He's done a great job. No doing question. really well. All right. I'm going to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Mm. Man, oh, man. I wore their pants this weekend. And for me, you know, you for people that haven't seen me in person, I got an oddly shaped body, all right? Oh my, God. my assistant baseball coach in high school used to call me. He was a big New Yorker. used to call me, Rose, you look like a pear. And that's so sometimes it's hard for me to find pants that look great on me. I put them on this weekend. Michelle went in the closet for these stretch khaki pants. Pulled them out. Said, wear these. Mm. It was date night in the Rose household. That's right. All because of my bird dogs. They are Whoa. designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. They give you a more sculpted look. And bird dog shorts fit way better than regular shorts. I wore those as well this weekend. They're made of. Of a stiff, restricting cotton, those regular ones, not these bird dog shorts. They Mm -hmm. are awesome, and they feel great. Uh, So it's very simple. They've invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki stuff, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice move. Bird dogs also use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Keeps you nice and cool dry all day long. So go get these things. Head on over to birddogs.com slash giants and enter the promo code today for a free Yeti-style Tumblr with your order. So they're trying to take care of you on all sorts of stuff. That's birddogs.com slash today for a free Yeti-style Tumblr. Go get it. It's that simple. You'll be feeling great. All right. Last thing before we get out of here. L.A. Dodgers hit the uh, road. They are in the Queen City starting tonight. Team dinner at Ruby's Steakhouse. That's kind of a real famous joint in Cincinnati, Ohio. Been around for decades. They do a great job, Jeff Ruby and the boys. Huge, huge group. Who the hell pays for that dinner last night?
1: So it just depends. I've actually been to Jeff Ruby's. I've had a team dinner there. Um, it's excellent. So if you're ever in town, go ahead and check it out. We, uh, I'll give you a little story. We... I was on the Phillies at the time. We had just, I think we just beat the Dodgers in a series, a big series for us. And we were in town in Cincinnati and Jake Arietta, who was hilarious and an awesome teammate. He said, man, when I was in the Cubs, we would take a few team dinners each year, team bonding and the front office would just hand us the credit card and say, let's go do it. And I said, I never heard of that. I come from the twins and we're going to like, folk with a chow wow. and a couple of the boys are splitting <laughs> the bill. Okay. Um, but no, he's like, no, we're gonna. I'm calling. I think it was Klentec at the time. I'm calling Klintak up. We're getting the. We're getting this taken care of. Let's go. So we all go down there, and we're eating a great meal. We're drinking some great wine, and I hear uh, Jake on the phone talking to Klentec and say, like, "Hey, you're doing this. Let's go. Like we're we're doing a team dinner. We need the card. We need the card." Finally, after a bunch of you know back and forth, they agreed we'll pay for the dinner you guys take care of the alcohol. So it's a compromise. I don't know what the Dodgers do. I'm assuming I'm assuming the Dodgers front office paid for that. Because a lot of organizations right. will do that as a team bonding thing. You set it up in advance a couple days here we're going to do this, we're going to do this. That's what a show organization would do.
0: Now, with that being said, I did notice a few guys with maybe larger bank accounts than others. Yes. In that picture. I did see Mookie. I did see Freddie Freeman. So maybe, you know, I'm not saying that it always has to be the richest guy at the table, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of those two picked it up as well.
1: Yeah, they could pick it up. Yeah. Be but a show nice. organization. Pay for your guys to go out to dinner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what Jimmy and Jake do all the time.
1: Jake's paid for a few dinners for me. Has he? whipped out that old credit card yeah
0: oh that's pretty nice maybe i gotta get invited to one of those dinners <laughs> floorball always asleep floorball oh all right um good luck in your game tonight is there any way you can slide in a jimmy or jake reference or maybe a baseball today or something what do you got
1: i'll shout you out how about that not not jimmy or jake oh. I'll shout you out. Yeah, I, will. So I was talking to my buddy chris rose today and this is what i'll, I'll do that
0: you know what? Save that for Thursday when Glass now's pitching. Save okay. that, you I'll know, say I'll be talking to Chris Rose to the Rose. Badass
1: was asking me a question. No? <laughs>
0: By the way, did you did you know that Shady Rays, if you sit on them like my buddy Chris Rose does once a month, will send you a new <laughs> pair of shades?
1: Ooh, Shady Rays would like to do
0: that. They would. All right. Uh we are back at it on Wednesday, probably around noon Eastern, I'm guessing, on the amp side, right? Yes somewhere around there. Check our social media. We'll be around there. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Roark, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, who will be in the broadcast booth tonight for Twins Baseball, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.